Hey, so good to have Matt and Kirsten online with us tonight. An absolute honor to have you on our live stream. And these are just some of the really cool, inspiring, fresh people that you get to meet when you join up and be a part of Church Life, Freshwater Church. Uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to next time I visit Matt and Kirsten's house is their wood-fired pizzas. So Matt, if you're watching this, I'm, I'm ready for those delicious pizzas. I'm very much... Mm, it's going to be good. <laughs> if you've got your Bible tonight or an electronic device, please turn with me to the book of Psalm in the Bible. It's sort of, in my Bible, it's about a third of the way in, uh, the biggest book in the Bible. And Psalm 23 is where we're going this evening. And the title of the message is this, Help from the Other Side. Now, if you're onto it, you know that I preached a message entitled Help from the Other Side last week. But this week is part two. And one of the things that is just so special, uh, so significant about, about being a Christian is knowing that God is good, knowing that God is love, and knowing that God is kind, but knowing that you can invite this God to come and to be with you every moment of the day. That when you get out of bed, that you have that confidence that God is with you. When you go to work, you know that God is with you. Everywhere that you go, you have that knowing on the inner man, on the inside, that God actually is all around me, with me, and goes before me. What an amazing thought. And this God, who is the God of heaven, the God of the other side when we leave this planet, is actually a God who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, more powerful than anyone or anything else in the whole world. Yet this God wants to help you. As Julie sang about tonight, she said, His eyes are on the sparrow. And she read that scripture about how God knows every hair that's on your head. That is the detailed love that our God actually has. And that God wants to go with us and in our lives. And as I've been praying for you as a pastor in the life of the church, I love God because He wants to speak to me to help you. And there's been two scriptures that have been burning in my spirit. And the first one is the one that I preached about this morning out of First Peter. And so I'd love you to go back and listen to that online stream. Next Sunday, Pastor Stewart's going to be preaching. As well as that, he's going to be online for Freshwater Drive with us tomorrow morning. So join us 7 a.m. online. One, if you're watching right now, then you found out a way. It will be on that same channel and you can connect in and watch with us. We'll have a great time on that. Uh, but I love this because the other scripture that the God has been stirring in my heart for us is Psalm 23. And you, know, you can read a scripture, but I've discovered there's something powerful when you begin to pray a scripture. When you begin to open up the pages of your Bible and walk around maybe your living room or your bedroom, and you start to speak these scriptures out over your life and in your heart. And this year, Pastor Stewart said that this is a year of declaration. It's a year to declare. And so when we read the Bible out loud, what we're doing is we're declaring it. Even if we can't see the promises that are in it in our lives right now, by faith we speak it out until we actually see it come to life in our lives. There you go. In Psalm 23, we read the first part of it last week. and it's, It is a whole psalm. So listen to last week. Read through the psalm of last week because it was just, you have to kind of get the whole thing together. It, it works together. And in the first part of the psalm, David writes about who's the writer of this psalm. And he talks about how the Lord is his shepherd. And in the second part, it talks about how the Lord is his host. And we're going to read into that tonight. So join with me. And I love this. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me some days, few days, 
Sometimes. No, no, no. I hope you're checking your Bible, making sure that I'm right. All the days of my life, every day, all my days, not somebody, all my days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Wow, what a great scripture that, that David has prayed through, that he believes this about his life. If you were to read that today, could you say that this scripture is the reality of my life? Sometimes if you're to read the Psalms that even are around this Psalm, sometimes you'll see that sometimes the pressure of life can affect this songwriter. I love Psalms because they're a bit of a step into someone's mental health journey. And sometimes he'll start off talking about the discouragement, but in the Psalms, there's these special Psalms called Songs of Ascent, which are Psalms where someone started in a different place, but as they praised and as they worshipped and as they remembered who God was, it actually ascended them into truth and help them get God's perspective for their lives. And, and this is what we does when we come together as church. This is what happens when we listen together online. This is what happens when we pray. There's nothing else like it where you can get your own thoughts, but you start getting God's thoughts and praying them through and it lifts your faith in a moment. You know, you can have two people sitting in the room, in one room with the same amount of money, with the same amount of resources, with the same opportunities, but one can be hopeless and one can be hopeful. And it's sometimes just this perspective that we look at life through. And I love the Bible because it gives us an accurate perspective on how we should actually see and how we should approach our lives to get the maximum outcome, to, to line up and live a life that would please God in the light of eternity. And I love this because it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Wow, what a great thought just to even go through the first two words. You prepare. You prepare. God prepares things. God is a God of preparation. This month we're talking about work and we're talking about influencing society for God. God is a God of preparation. All throughout the Bible, you can see God preparing things. The word prepare means to make ready. God is the God of preparation. In one scripture, it says, you know, who knows the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. And then it says that we do because of the Holy Spirit who's helped us to understand those things. But what a great thought to think again today afresh in your life that God is preparing things ahead of time. You, you know, we can be so aware of the news. We can be aware of what other people are saying. We can be aware and hearing so many things. But are we people who are aware of what God is preparing? And for a whole generation who are watching this right now from zero to 100, we can be aware of what fear is saying. We can be aware of what gossip is saying. But let's be people who are aware of what God is doing and what God is preparing. And when you start thinking about these things, when you start listening and praying and meditating on these things, it will lift your faith. It will lift your perception. You'll walk out different. I always love praying because you can sometimes walk into prayer down. But as you pray, you should always walk out happy because you understand that God is great. And God is strong. I love the psalm just before this. You've got to love this. It's so, so good. It says this, All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families 
of the nations shall worship before you. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth shall eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust shall bow before him. Even he who cannot keep himself alive. This is Psalm 22 verse 30. And posterity shall serve him. It will be recounted of the Lord to the next generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born that he has done this. That just when you begin to read that, if you go home even this week and you just begin to read into this psalm, you begin to lift your eyes to see what's God preparing for the future, that he's the king over all kingdoms, he's the Lord over all nations, that all hearts shall turn to him. I love this in earlier, it talks about this in 26, the poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. We're lifting our eyes into the great things that God has doing in this land. It says that He prepares, He makes ready a table before me. You know, we can sit at the table of negativity. We can sit at the table of fear. We can sit at the table of addiction. We can sit at the table of worry. We can sit at all these tables. But tonight, let's be people all over the world who sit at the table of the Lord. Let's be people who sit at this table. And I want to tell you, woohoo, I'm so pamped tonight, Sunday night. If God is preparing a table for you, what an extravagant table it must be. I mean, God, I, I, we live in Cairns natural beauty left right up everywhere that you look it's such a beautiful place oh, right now there's plants blooming with color there's Ulysses butterflies there's whales off the coast everywhere you look God's extravagance is on display and he who knows the hairs on your head is preparing a table for you oh I'm so this is so good woohoo where is he preparing it? Before me in the presence of my enemies. If you're going to be someone who climbs that mountain of influence and takes God into entertainment, into health, into education, into fitness, sports, all these different facets of society, there is going to be people who are genuinely inspired by you. But there is also going to be people who do not like who you are. There is going to be people who do not like what you're all about. There's going to be people who might try and set up strategies, maybe legally or through the conversation that are going to try and shut down what God is doing. But I love this scripture because David gets a revelation here that what God is wanting to do is he's wanting to prepare, prepare a table that he's made ready in the presence of our enemies. When I'm surrounded by enemies, I'm not sitting down. I'm not relaxed. I'm not having lunch, dinner, or any other meals. I'm on my toes up, ready for what I might need to take place. But what a thought that He prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You know the best part about that table is that God's there. He's at the table. And we can have enemies, people that will try and shut us down. But we also have the spiritual world. There can be things like demons and the devil. But all these things that can be trying to press around us. But when we humble ourselves to walk with God, when we yield ourselves to His truth, when we say, Jesus Christ, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll follow you wherever you're going. And we yield to what He's doing in our lives. It'll be like us allowing Him to sit us down at a table and all the enemies might be surrounding us, but they can't touch us. 
Why? Because of the table? No, no, no. Because we're walking with God. We're walking with God. And there's nothing that's stronger than God. There's nothing that's bigger than God. There's nothing that can overthrow God. He is God. But He wants you to sit with Him in His victory. He wants you to sit with Him in His peace. If you've ever been around animals to some degree, <laughs> you know, you've noticed that there's a pecking order. And some animals are scared of other animals. But it isn't amazing as a human sometimes, you know, maybe a worms, I don't know if worms get afraid, but they might be afraid of birds. <laughs> or a hawk might, a mouse might be afraid of a hawk. But you're not afraid of a bird. Some people are. <laughs> but you're not afraid of, why? Because you're bigger. You're stronger. But there's nothing bigger than God. The Bible says that heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. There's no demon that's stronger than God. There's no stronghold that's bigger than God. You've got to be careful what you take on and careful how you position yourself. But if you will walk with God, step by step, be faithful with the little, do what He has asked you to do, then you have a confidence that you can sit with Him at a table. And even when all sorts of enemies might be surrounding you, I'm talking to someone tonight, you're sitting with God. And it says this, that as you're sitting with Him, that He anoints my head with oil. When you begin to look into this, it talks about extravagant hospitality, that He anoints my head with a beautiful fragrance, that as I'm sitting at this table, the people that surround me might be able to see in my life the joy that I'm experiencing as I live with God, but there be a fragrance that flows off, that the smell of walking with God, the joy, the life of walking with God. As you walk into work, as you walk into your career steps, as you walk into university, come on, is that anointing, that oil, that fragrance of walking with God around your life? It says here, my cup runs over. There's a surplus, there's an abundance. If, if God's going to invite you to His table, there's more than enough. There's ex excellent hospitality in walking with God. We talk, spoke this morning about these people who lived in Turkey and, and, and they were living right in the middle of this and it said that as they found God, they had an inexpressible joy and that they were full of glory. When you read about glory in the Bible, sometimes it's attached to light. They were glowing with the light of God's goodness. Isn't that a, just a wonderful thought that my cup runs over, the fragrance of my life is so fresh. And he says this, that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I mean, think about that two ways for a second. Everywhere that you go, God's goodness and His mercy, it's just following you. But everywhere that you walk, you leave a trail of God's goodness and His mercy. Everywhere that you've been, mercy follows. Everywhere that you walk, good things follow. Because that's the way that God's set you up to live. He prepares a table for you in the presence of your enemies. He's preparing. Are you aware of what God's doing? Are you aware of what God's saying? Are you in sync with what he's doing in this hour. 
Come on, university student, I'm speaking to you. Are you awakened to what God is wanting to do in you and through you in this time? Are you alert to His realness and His closeness and His nowness in your world? Are you distracted? Do you need to realign? Do you need to reawaken? Come on, mom, dad, business person. Are you aware of the preparation of what God is doing in this hour and in this time? I believe as people like never before, come on, God is preparing His church. He's preparing His people. He's preparing our hearts for what He's wanting to do. But we need to be aware of what He's doing. He truly is at work in and through our lives. As we conclude tonight, one of my favorite people in the Bible that inspires me, I know he would probably inspire you, is Daniel, a man that was climbing the mountain of government and business. And Daniel was a man who went through a challenging time where another culture, another kingdom, the Babylonian kingdom, took over his land. And because he got good grades and he seemed like a sharp young man, he was recruited to be a part of the king's team. And, but Daniel in his heart, you can see that he had a conviction to honor God and to follow God in all of his ways. And as he began to do this, God began to set up opportunities for him to be able to minister to the king. The king needed help. And because Daniel was connected to God, Daniel had the answers. But as Daniel began to follow God and walk with God in this way, there was other people who began to get jealous and began to try and set up policies in the kingdom to shut down his prayer life. Isn't that interesting? Because even they knew that the way his resource, his answers, the way that he shone was actually because of his connection to God. And so they set up policies, codes of conduct to stop him being able to pray. But I love Daniel's attitude because the Bible says that he opens his doors and windows and just continues to pray. And he prays and all these things happen and he tries to get shut down. But Daniel just keeps holding on to his faith in God. And all those people that have been trying to shut him down, everything turns back. They're silenced in the process. And God promotes him to be able to minister to the king furthermore into the future. I'm not saying that we need to go against the policies and you know, hear me right in that. But I'm saying that there needs to be a desire within us to follow God and to have faith in what He's doing in this time, to be alert and to be aware of what He's saying. And even as spiritual enemies and natural enemies try and shut us down, try and you know, constrain us, we need to be people who just keep the joy of God around our lives to believe time and time again that He's at work doing good things. God from the other side is coming tonight to help you. Do you believe that? Father, we thank you at the commencement of a brand new week. We thank you that you are Lord over all, but you are wanting to help us. You're wanting to help us. You're wanting to help us to represent you at work and everywhere that we go. You prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies. You anoint our heads with oil. Our cup runs over. Surely in goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Maybe this week in your time with God, you could just begin to declare this promise and declare this truth over your life and align your faith with God's Word. And as you begin to activate faith, be surprised at what God does. He's so faithful. He's so kind. We're going to conclude tonight by singing a really cool song.
It's a song that someone in our team has written. And it talks about being resolved to follow God. Let that be us tonight. As we sing this song, you know, singing at home, it's not that. But I just want you to look at the lyrics and I want you to really attach your faith to them. Maybe you want to say them out loud, but just look at them and say, God, tonight, that's me. And I'm attaching my faith to these words. Let it be a prayer. God bless you, church.